Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world. Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back to Hour 2 of the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming the show on WGNCRadio.com, we're so glad that you're here with us this morning. Probably have a brand new batch of streamers that are catching it this morning as we would like to welcome to the show for the first time Stanley Middle School Boys Basketball Coach Brandon Messick. Coach, welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. How are you? Good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me. Well, it's it's fantastic having you on the show. This Stanley Blue Devils Club at 4-2 and two at this point. This is a club that is tied for fourth place with York Chester. Halfway through the regular season in boys' middle school basketball. And right now as it stands, you're in a spot to where you could claim that fourth position, and with a little help, maybe even move up the ladder a little bit. However, you've got a critical game today against Holbrook, and I would even go as far as to say for Holbrook, they're almost in a very desperate situation because they have to have this game today to really find themselves in any reasonable playoff positioning. If they don't win today, they're probably on the outside looking in for the rest of the year. Coach, what is your club going to look to do to make sure that Holbrook season effectively as it relates to the playoffs comes to a close today. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I know that they are, uh, they're a desperate team, so they're, they're dangerous. Um, but uh, as far as what we'll do, we're going to play our game. Uh, we are a defensive minded team and uh, we're going to get out there and, and try to out hustle you and out outwork you uh, from the, from the first tip. When I coach, you talk about the hustle, you talk about the, you know, the work rate, you talk about the defensive mindedness of this club. Who are some of the guys that are really kind of driving this train for the Blue Devils as you guys work your way through the first half of the, or a little bit past the first half of the season for you guys as you've yet to get to your bye week uh, at four and two in the regular season thus far? Yeah, so actually our bye week is the last week of the season, so we really don't have a bye week. Uh, we just keep rolling, but uh 
Yeah, uh, Devin Phillips. Uh, he uh, is generally uh, takes on the the best guard from the other team uh, as the defensive assignment. Um, he actually hit a uh, had a game winning steal and, and free throw against Southwest last week to to finish it off. Uh, Jacole Bates is our center uh, inside. Uh, would I know uh, you guys in uh, in Belmont there have a have a great center as well? But I think he uh, he has to be up in the top uh, couple in the league in block shots. Um, Bryson Summy, he's been our offensive leader, but also a great defensive player. Uh, Johnny Thompson, he is a, uh, a county champion wrestler. Um, so you can imagine his mentality uh, when he gets out there. And then uh, Cam Stillwell, uh, quarterback for our football team, and he uh, probably leads our team in steals as one of our big guys. So um, that's just kind of our starting five, a couple guys off the bench as well. But uh, Everybody on our team is, is uh, you know, has the defensive mindset that, that I'm looking for um, for my team to play. Coach, you know, you guys are four and two right here in the middle, right in the thick of things, right? Looking at the playoffs just a couple weeks away. Yes, sir. But, you know, all the talks have been about Greer and Belmont and the resurgence of WC Friday. Do you feel like your team's been overlooked a little bit? Is that something you guys talk about at practice or are you right where you want to be? Um, no, we're we're right where we want to be, but uh, you know we 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 hear and see all the talk about everyone else but us, and uh, but you know here's the thing, Corky, is we have to go out and prove it, man. We uh, we had a, a beginning our beginning schedule. Um, I know Kramer and Mount Holly are down a little bit this year, so but you know we took care of business early, and we're in the meat of our schedule now. I mean, we we had York Chester and Southwest last week. Uh, lost a tough one in Yorkchester, ended up being a double-digit uh, loss, but that game was two points at halftime and a one-two possession game where we missed a ton of free throws. And then we go on the road and beat Southwest, um, talking to our athletic director. We're having a hard time remembering last time Stanley went in that building and won a game uh, on the boys' side. Um, so huge win for us. But, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're listening to everything, and, uh, but, you know, we also know – internally we have to go out and prove it and uh that started last week and, and then moving into a huge week for us this week brandon messick here with us on the rush hour morning show coach you mentioned going in to southwest and getting a win against the roadrunners now let's be honest southwest has had a very good run as of late and when you go to take on southwest sometimes you can be on the on the losing end of some really lopsided scores. What did it do for your club, mentally, physically, the like, to be able to roll in, get that win, and find yourself at the same time in playoff position? I would imagine it's been a lot of wind in the sails of your Stanley Blue Devils. It was. We, you know, just something, seeing what we preached since the beginning, Coach Schaefer and I, uh, my assistant coach, from the day one of tryouts, we talked about having that defensive mentality and, and playing tough. And, you know, I'll say when you got a lot of football players and wrestlers and, and things like that on your squad, um, you know, the, the toughness kind of is already there. But, yeah, it was it was just such a huge win for our confidence, um, just showing that we can compete. Because, again, you know, our wins early were against teams that are not having as great of a season. And, uh you know, I, Southwest may be down a little bit, but again, going into that building, anytime you go in there get a win, it's uh, I feel like it's impressive, and it's definitely uh, gave us a, a big a big boost of confidence going into again a you know a huge week this week. You know, Coach, as as you take on this Holbrook Club, this Holbrook Club is a club that's had a good measure of success also, and 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 to be honest with you, in watching them play the other day against Belmont. 
this is a Holbrook club that has pieces. Uh, as it turns out, on, on the Thursday game that I got to see them play against Belmont, it just seems like that they had moments of, of really cold shooting. And if they can find their way on the offensive end, this is a club that, as you mentioned, with their desperation, could find themselves to be a really dangerous club. What are some of the things that you and your guys have been focusing on as it relates to this Holbrook club that you're going to have to take care of to make sure that they don't find their way today against you? Yeah, and so we know, we know they're talented. Um, you know, we also know Belmont's talented and, and long and tall, and, and I'm, you know, sure that affected them. But you know, they have talented guards. They have guards that can score uh, that we know of. So we're going to have to go out and play our best game, um, and that's just the bottom line. Uh, with it being such a big game, I expect that from both sides. Um, I expect them to come out and, and fight to the very end and, and us as well. But, uh, you know, I think we, uh, you know, first thing is controlling their, their scoring guards and uh, trying to limit them. And I think if we do that, we can find ourselves in pretty good shape. You know, I'm, I'm looking, I, I'm, you know, I'm on a radio show. I'm not coaching anybody. Uh, you guys get to focus one game at a time. I get to look ahead as far as I want to. You know, you, you look at this week, um, if York Chester Southwest weren't enough of a meat grinder for you as it relates to the schedule, this one this week ought to do it for you when you're taking on a Holbrook club today and you're certainly looking for a positive result, but then you're going to have a newly emergent WC Friday club that you guys are going to be taking on in Dallas Thursday. Do you feel like that this week could very well spell the difference between whether your club is possibly in the thick of the playoff race or is this the kind of week to where you understand whether you're telling the kids this or not you understand this is an incredibly critical week as far as the playoff prospectus of the Stanley Blue Devils oh yeah they the, the kids know too um I mean they they know they know who's uh, performing well this year uh, team-wise and, uh, you know, but you're right, you know, give you the coach speak. We do have to take it one game at a time. But, you know, looking forward, I mean, not only this week, uh, WC Friday obviously is, is off to a tremendous start and uh, coach is doing a great job there. Um, I have a, a daughter at WC Friday, so there's a little uh, little extra incentive on uh, on Thursday for that game. But uh, even looking into next week, I mean, we, you know, Chavis, I know uh, has, has had a couple losses uh, lately, um, but they're still a, a good team. And then and then Belmont to finish the season. So these last six games were uh, were really uh, a tough stretch for us. Uh, looking at the beginning of the season, not knowing all the teams, it, it may not have looked that way. But now uh, we're definitely in the meat grinder of the season. But uh, look, if we we go out and play our game, I firmly believe we will be in every one of these games and and have an opportunity at the end. You know, Brandon Messick here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, you talked about your, your club's level of discipline, toughness, so on and so forth. I mean, it, it, it's, it's very clear there are some places that just have good talent, great systems, so on and so forth. And not every program, not every team is going to have a level of tenaciousness, a level of discipline, if you will, and it seems like that Stanley always seems to be one of these programs, regardless of sport, quite honestly, that because of that tenacity, because of that discipline, they always find themselves in the mix at the end of the regular season. What is, what's in the DNA of the kids at Stanley? Is it one of these things to where 
they basically just kind of grow up in a small town, understand hard work, or is it one of those things to where it's it's constantly being driven into them by the folks at Stanley Middle School? I mean, I would imagine this is something that starts well before they ever walk onto the campus. Kind of tell us about life in Stanley and how that tenacity and how that discipline plays itself out daily there. 100% correct. Uh, it starts at the youth level. Uh, Stanley Blue Devils football, from the time these kids are, are five, six years old, um, all the way up, Coach Sides, who, who runs that, and, and also is our wrestling coach at the middle school, uh, Coach Radford, uh, Coach Miller, everybody at the school, that's just what, that's what's uh, expected from these kids. They're, uh, they're expected to be tough. They're expected to work hard every single day, uh, give it everything they have. Um, and, and again, but I, I think it definitely starts at the youth level uh, within the town itself. Um, and then kind of builds up from there. I mean, I, if you look at Stanley's youth programs, football, baseball, uh, they're, they're top notch. And, and, you know, my goal coming in here was to put a little light on Stanley basketball. Um, and, you know, we're, we're off to a good start. Hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah. I mean, th- th- uh, doubling down on what Brian just said, I was sitting here looking at the, the names you called out coach. You got the quarterback on your team. You got two baseball players on your, in your starting lineup. You got a wrestler and then you got a basketball player. That's a pretty good mix, right? Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, another county champion wrestler, Gabe Sides, coming off the bench. Um, we have a, a sixth grader who plays in our rotation, Jace Johnson, who, who may be one of the better pure basketball players uh, at the school. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, walked in day one, knew there was talent there. Uh, also knew there wasn't a ton of basketball experience. But, uh, man, you give me kids that are talented and athletic and work hard, you know, we, we can make something of it. Coach, let me ask you this, is, as it relates to basketball, because sometimes, you know, at a place like Stanley, basketball can be one of those sports that get obscured because it just ne- doesn't necessarily always translate. Usually football is going to be a good product. Usually baseball is going to be a good product. Obviously, when you're dealing with some of the individual sports, you're going to have some success there. Is this something that the community's buying into that basketball in its season is the focal point and they're going to show up and they're going to be incredibly supportive of the blue devils. I definitely hope so. I mean, we, we have a great group of parents. Um, I can't say enough about the, the group of parents and how supportive they've been and with the new coach coming in. And, um, you know, I've been around a little bit in the Dallas and Stanley area. So some of them knew of me, some had no clue who I was. So, um, yeah, we're seeing, we're starting to see that game after game. And, uh, you know, again, I think, you know, going to a place like Southwest and getting a win, a uh, hard-fought win. And, and if anybody was in that building that day, I'm, I'm sure there's feelings both ways about it, but we, uh, it was a hard-fought game. I mean, they, they both teams just battled to the very end. So, you know, I think hopefully the fans are seeing that. I definitely encourage everybody in Stanley to come out today. Girls start at 415, boys right after. Uh, should be a great show. Um, I know our boys are, are going to go out there and give it everything they got, and as well as Holbrook. So, uh, definitely looking for all the support we can get. Well, Coach, we definitely want to thank you for spending some time with us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We wish you best of luck along the way. And if this run continues, Coach, we're definitely going to have you back on the show as you start to make your preparations for the playoffs. As this is going to get this is going to get good here in the next week or so as it relates to Stanley Blue Devils basketball. So, Coach, thank you for joining us. We'll catch up with you real soon. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it and love to come back on sometime. We'll, we'll certainly have you on. Thank you, Coach.
And Corky, there it is. Brandon Messick, head basketball coach of the boys team at Stanley Middle School. Yeah, Brandon, I mean, we, we've talked about this every time we've had a coach on from Stanley is the makeup of the town is what makes all these teams tough, is it not? And, and I was sitting here looking. Uh, he's talking about the Steelwell kid. He was the quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Devin Phillips and Bryson Summy played on the baseball team. Mm -hmm. You got Johnny Thompson, who's a wrestler, and you got one basketball, one quote basketball player in the starting lineup. Right. That's why teams like that are successful. These small town teams, they learn that work ethic, like Coach just said, playing for the Little Blue Devils and, you know, start at the youth level. You know, where uh, Tug used to run that program, and, and, you know, you start when you're little and, you just live together, you work together, and you know, you succeed together and play sports together and all that good stuff. That's why they're successful. And they got a pretty good coach. Well, and, and they, not just in basketball, they got they got several good right, coaches over there. Right. They've got they've got good folks leading the charge there. They've got some great kids and and it's just I mean, it it is. It's just a great community. And we're really grateful that those folks are are jumping on board and spending a little time with us throughout the course of this basketball season. We come back. We're going, to flip, we're going to shift our focus a little bit. We're going to flip it over to the college side. It's Brad Mulkey. Niner Brad going to join us this morning. We're going to talk about the Charlotte 49ers and maybe dive into a little bit of high school basketball as well. Do I stir the pot sometimes? Sometimes? On occasion, you can be the provocateur that we knew from day one that you were going to be. Can I stir it now? Can we do it on the other side of the break? It won't matter then. Okay, well then stir the pot. I got a text from a coach at the Belmont Middle School. <laughs> it said WC Friday's taking the L today, B-Rush. Let the smack talk <laughs> commence. We'll be back in just a bit here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Boland at Allen Tate Realtors at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Boland of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's...
let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. The 704 Sports Academy is a baseball and softball training facility committed to the total development of the athlete. Owner Weston Lawing invites you to learn from qualified instructors that focus on your ability to compete with freedom. Find Weston on Facebook, Instagram, and online at 704sportsacademy.com. The 704 Sports Academy, 704-734-7431. That's 704-734-7431. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Monday morning after the big game, number 58. We also have a little Charlotte 49ers basketball as they got a win against Temple yesterday. We've also got some high school basketball to talk about. Let's do that with Niner Brad. Brad Mulkey, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning and welcome to uh, the Niner Brad segment, huh? How about that? How about yeah. that? As long as, we, as long as we do not talk about the Super Bowl, I'll be happy. Okay. Well, then let's make a point not to. Let's go ahead and dive right. right into the Charlotte 49ers, a 73-70 win over Temple yesterday in Philadelphia. Now, again, after losing in the midweek to South Florida, an opportunity to get back on the winning ways or – Conversely, to continue to lick your wounds all the way into Philadelphia and completely bypass this game against the Temple Owls. This is a club that was able to do enough on Sunday to get a road win in the American Athletic and continue the charge toward the top of the standings in the AAC. A win is a win regardless, especially on the road and any time in conference play. But... Um, the roller coaster that I've seen over the last several weeks is it's about about to drive me crazy. Um, I was playing in a golf tournament yesterday, so I had one eye on the golf course and one eye on the um, TV or the phone watching. And um, you know, just the the roller coaster is just it's it's. I, I hope it doesn't bite them. Um, you know, I sent you a copy of the schedule and what I thought would be a um, a finish to the season meeting. UTSA, Wichita State, Tulsa, Rice, and East Carolina. If they finish out with that, um, you know, I think everything's going to be fine. But this, this, this is roller coaster of emotions. The scoring droughts—they are about to drive me insane. Well, and 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 for and for Charlotte 49ers fans, I can certainly imagine that being the case. But as it stands right now, you've got a South Florida club, and and let's be honest, in these parts. Charlotte has been a massive surprise. This is a club that is nine and two in the league, fifteen and eight overall, ten and one 
inside of Halton Arena. However, Florida Atlantic was supposed to be there. This is a club that went to the Final Four last year, was last year's darling of March Madness. South Florida, under Amir Abdurrahim, brand new program, a program that had been in a significant malaise. This South Florida, Florida program has come on, and they've emerged quickly. 10-1 and one in league. They have a one-game advantage on both Florida Atlantic and Charlotte, and a 17-5 and five overall record. Brad, from what you've been able to see about this South Florida club, what is it that's so impressive from your perspective? Uh, just, uh, you know, I, I always speak about how hard people play, and that is a uh, – it's an intricate part of the game. But they really play together. Um, Coach has got them playing together. When when everybody buys in, it makes things just flow a lot easier. Um, I haven't – obviously, I just saw them at the end. I've only seen them twice. I saw them play earlier in the year, and then obviously the Charlotte game. But just the intensity, the intensity they bring on the defensive end of the floor – is just uh, absurd. Um, one of the things that I would be imp- anxious to see is if they play with somebody with a lot of size. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not predicting a Purdue matchup, and you know the Edie kids just a little different. But if they have somebody that's because uh, Deshaun Jackson, I wouldn't say he got off and played really, you know, dominated, but he was able to get some scores early. Um, so I would like to see how they react to a lot of size uh, later on in conference or in the NCAA tournament. Well, obviously, when you look at South Florida, this is a club that has won nine consecutive games in this part of the schedule. So obviously, if you want to be peaking heading toward March, South Florida is doing that in spades. Another club that is just behind the Charlotte 49ers is the SMU Mustangs. Eight and three in league play, a game back along with UAB. But this is a club who's now won four consecutive ball games. They're starting to heat up too, and it's just at the right time. As it relates to SMU, SMU is one of the clubs that has a win against the Charlotte 49ers. When you Correct. look at when you look at this SMU club, what is it that you see about them that could cause the rest of this league an issue? Because we haven't even talked about Memphis yet. Memphis was supposed to be one of the teams that were going to lead the charge here. Well, they're stuck in sixth place. And I don't know that they're going to be able to make a whole lot of ground up before we get to the conference tournament. But would love to get your thoughts on SMU. Well, SMU, they handled North Texas, which was playing pretty well themselves. Um, and luckily for Charlotte, um, they do not play SMU again. That I, I was obviously – it was early in the season – um, and that was a tough matchup for him. One stat that I saw yesterday is Charlotte is 11 and one when Deshaun Jackson plays 25 plus minutes. And around the SMU game, right before conference play, that's kind of when he got his legs under him and was really able to start playing extra minutes. So, you know, maybe now that uh, Deshaun's playing those minutes, that would be a different story. But I'm really um, pleased with uh, how Charlotte plays with. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Now, SMU plays Tulane, I believe, on Thursday, um, and that'll be a game that um, hopefully they won't overlook for their sakes because they play uh, Memphis on Sunday. Um, that'll be the that'll probably be one of the games that will decide um, maybe the fourth team getting in. Uh, but um, to our, you know, me and you have talked at length about the American Conference getting four teams in. I noticed Lenardi only had two in his bracket, so we uh, we may be uh, 
looking, doing something wrong or the American conference is just not getting respect right now. Oh, I can assure you, if it's somebody doing something wrong as it relates to the bracket, it's certainly not you and I. There are plenty of people that take major issue with Joe Lenardi. And again, you know, you can call his work challenging. I call it he's got a great opportunity. It's amazing how many times he can be wrong and nobody really say anything about it uh, that matters. I think this is a club that's easy. I mean, look, I think four is a good number. Uh, depending upon how this goes, I, I think you could see more, but I think four is pretty much where this is going to be. I'll say this. In looking at this remaining Charlotte schedule, when you see the likes of Memphis going on the road, does the Charlotte 49ers to take on this Memphis club, and you're playing them on February 21st, and then you're going to be hosting. Listen to this, Brad. This is a Charlotte 49ers club. If you would have told me that the 49ers were going to play on March 2nd at Halton Arena against South Florida, I would have said that's going to be a snooze fest. Both of these clubs are at the top of the league, and it's probably going to get top billing in the league on that day if both of these clubs continue to play well. This could be one of the games that really truly does determine if there are four teams that get in and which four they might be. That kind of gives you the idea of the dynamic of this American Athletic Conference is you've got a South Florida club and a Charlotte club that's wrecking the conference for so many folks, Memphis included. You're right, and the rematch, the South Florida game will be, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that, uh, will be huge. Um, I, I think if Charlotte can take care of that game um, and take care of it, because they play three of the four bottom uh, feeders, I guess you could call it that, UTS, UTSA, Wichita State, and um, Rice. So if they take care of those games and then win the rematch at South Florida, that really puts the American – conference in a pickle. Lenardi has 19 teams from the SEC and the Big 12 in the tournament. That's just, I mean, I, I know those conferences are good, but that's just a lot of teams, I believe, that should not be in. Um, but the one team that I really do believe that's going to cause a lot of trouble is Houston. I've been able to watch a little bit of tape on them, and the way they defend the pick and roll, you know as well as I know, the pick and roll and the three-point shot has just kind of taken over basketball. So a lot of teams usually try to let the center um, on the pick and roll play what we would call as a safety position. They would kind of sag back in the lane, but they do what they call as blitz the um, the pick and roll, and it really causes a lot of trouble. They do a good job of recovering and helping, and um, I really think that's gonna, they're going to cause a lot of trouble. I think that's the – I wouldn't call them a dark horse because they're probably going to be a number one seed, but they are one of the teams that I think is going to cause a lot of issues with a team like Carolina, Duke, or any of those teams. Well, and for those that don't necessarily know what a blitz is, Brad, I mean, the reality is, is when you blitz a screen and roll, what are you doing in that prospect? You're basically trapping the uh, point guard. You're making him make a decision. So everybody else zones up behind the uh, the pick and roll, and you either try to pick, it up, pick off the uh, pass or just get them in scramble mode and hopefully take a bad shot. And they do that a lot of times. Um, their center that they blitz with, as I said, he's long and athletic. Um, and their guards are really quick. So it just really creates a problem, makes people hurry up, uh, shoot quick shots, and with their ability to recover on the three-point shot, it just, it, it's, they, they're really good defensively. Um, I, I, that's the team that I really think will pose a lot of problems. 
Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. When you look at this Houston club now in the Big 12, the reality is that this team, because of their length, because of their overall speed, they can go and blitz a screen like that with the ability to have the size and the speed that they do, they can cover a ton of floor. And I think that does make them a very dangerous team in relation to this big picture of the national tournament. Now, you talk about 19 teams that are going to be probably making it from the SEC in the Big, in the big Ten. Brad, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily think that I have a major issue with those two conferences having that many teams in the tournament. Where I think the teams that are going to take the hit are going to be leagues like the Sun Belt, going to be teams like the Mountain West. You could see some pretty good teams out of the Sun Belt and the Mountain West that don't get any consideration because of the logjam of at-larges you're going to get from the SEC and the Big Ten. I'm not Being a mid-major fan myself, I'm not necessarily in love with it. I just understand how it goes. I think this is going to be one of these situations to where you look at this American Athletic Conference, I do think that you're going to see the committee give these teams some love just because of the fact that I know that there's some Cincinnati's no longer in the league. I understand Houston's no longer in the league. This is still a pretty good league, and I would certainly put it above that of the Sun Belt, the Mountain West, so on and so forth. If anybody's going to have have teams taken away from them, it'll be those leagues. I certainly don't see it being the American athletic. You're right. I, and I really hope and pray that, um, you know, Cincinnati's they're in the big 12 now and they're, they're at the bottom of the um, standings, but they are, I think they're 16 and eight, I believe. And I've only seen them play like, you know, little bits and pieces, but they are not a team that should be at the bottom of the conference. Obviously this is the big 12. You just go and beat up on each other night in and night out same with texas they're at the bottom of the um i think the only team that's really not worth mentioning is maybe west virginia and oklahoma state all the other teams have a at least a small case to make the tournament uh, and that's 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 of the acc days back when we you know our, our we would call it our glory days when we the acc would get you know eight to nine teams in so well real quickly while we've got just a couple of minutes let's shift our attention a little bit to high school basketball. Um, in the Big South Conference, right now you currently have Crest at the top. Uh, they've got a couple of games on both Ashbrook and Kings Mountain. A win on Tuesday against North Gaston, which we would certainly presume is going to happen, would give Crest the first spot and the regular season championship. But then you've got some separation where you've got Huss and South Point separated by a good bit. And with Huss, you know, getting the win recently against South Point in Belmont, the reality is, is that Huss this week may not be able to catch the top three, but could find themselves getting a home game to start the tournament against South Point. Real quick while we've got a moment, kind of give us your thoughts on what you're seeing out of the Big South High School Conference. Obviously, Crest is by by large the uh, best team. They're the uh, most balanced, uh, which obviously uh, that helps. Uh, they're very good defensively. Um, they don't really put a lot of pressure on the ball per se, but they just stay real solid and let you beat yourselves. Um, Kings Mountain and Ashbrook are explosive. Um, I foresee them being 
probably the two and three seed. Uh, Friday's game, uh, as long as Huss takes care of business on Tuesday night, uh, will be huge with Ashburg and Huss, obviously just because of the rivalry standards. Um, it'll be a huge, massive game for both both teams. Um, I was really impressed with us Friday night, um, senior night, and a lot of the seniors got to play. Uh, they played really well. Um, I think that gives them a little bit of an edge, a little bit of confidence, because now uh, Coach Phillips will be able to kind of expand the bench now that some guys have got a little bit of confidence. Um, it was it kind of came at the right time. Um, they All the guys had a good time. Um, so I believe that will help come play Ashbrook because they were limited when they played Ashbrook to basically only five or six guys. So that'll help come the Ashbrook game. I believe our coach told me they were in the 18th spot in the playoffs. So a win, two wins will move them up and possibly could get a home game, obviously, in the playoffs. Um, so that's that's going to be huge. But Crest is by far the best team, um, you know, from right and from what I've seen. They're the most balanced. And um, I, don't, I foresee them probably winning the conference unless someone just gets on a magical run. Okay, I've got time for one more question. I've got about 30 seconds to get an answer out of you. I'm going to give you an option. Crest or the field? Who's going to win the Big South Conference tournament? Tournament? Yes. Give you Crest or the field? You get to pick. I'm going to the field. Um, I think you're right. I believe so. Um, sometimes it is a letdown after you win the tournament, uh, or not the tournament, the regular season. It's it's a long. I know when we played, uh, we won the regular season, but it's just like everybody's aiming at you. Ashbrook and um, uh, Kings Mountain. Kings Mountain are explosive. They're explosive. They have explosive players. I can see them getting hot for two or three games, and obviously. Huss has already beat Crest, so they do they have the magical formula? It's possible, but uh, it'll be harder on a neutral floor or a away game, but I foresee the field. I'm going well, to the field. I, mean, I, I can see South Point. I well, mean, I can see South Point maybe upsetting them. Well, South Point's got to write some things for that to become a reality. I, I do think right. this. Crest is the better of the teams right now. I just don't know if there's enough separation between themselves, Kings Mountain, Ashbrook, and Huss for them to really be able to get through. You're right, if a team were to get hot, they're gonna be the one that's gonna drive through and get into the conference championship and perhaps win it. I will say this, when you've got Huss and Ashbrook, both probably gonna win on Tuesday night, gonna make things very, very interesting this coming Friday night as the Gastonia rivalry is renewed one more time between Huss and Ashbrook, so. That will be fun, that will be fun. Real quickly, Lukai Patterson scored his 1,000th point on last night, uh, so that's a pretty pretty big accomplishment as well for college basketball and for the Charlotte uh, program. They'll, they'll certainly celebrate that Thursday night against UTSA at Halton Arena. Brad Mulkey, thank you for spending some time with us. We will catch you a little bit farther down the line. Sounds good, we appreciate you guys. All right, take it easy. We come Thanks. back, we'll put a bow on this Monday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. 
Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Monday morning. As we're going to put a bow on this Monday show. 9 o'clock, Glenn Beck will be on. 12 noon, Clay and Buck, Sean Hannity at 3. We are your hyper-local pivot between a night field with Fox Sports Radio that, of course, during the day on WGNC, you get all the heavy hitters and syndicated talk radio. We, your humble servants, the hyper-local Who's end. humble? Well, one of us is. <laughs> um, the hyper-local end you of into that local one. sports talk. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> um, man, 
first of all, thank you to uh, what's been a weekend full of interaction with folks on the show. Um, Listen, Brian, we've said it please before. Please do. No rub, no dub, right? However. Come on, listen. Come on the show. Act like you got some sense. You usually get the rub, right? Right. <laughs> you know and with that comes the dub. All right. You know, we had, had uh, WWE superstar R-Truth on the show last week. Mm-hmm. I tried to get him to tell that he was going to be at the show Friday, but he didn't. You liked how he did that, right? Covered that up. Yep. Kept that top secret. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the show was over, after it went off air, um, Gunther came out and beat down a couple people. He said, is that the best you have to offer in this bum city, right? Well, guess what happens? R-Truth's music hits. He comes out and picks up the W, baby, at the Spectrum Center. Okay. You like that, don't so you? So had a dark match, huh? Yeah, had a little dark match. Okay. Yeah. Post show. Right. There you go. Yeah, got to let, send everybody home happy. As it should be. Yeah. And let's be honest, we all like pulling against Gunther. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of people that like Gunther. Dude, so. I, I remember seeing that guy wrestle at the Battle of Los Angeles. Remember that? That was the biggest show around, the biggest independent wrestling show. I got to go out and cover it. Um I think a couple years. Actually, met Ronda Rousey out there. Um, I don't know. That's a couple years ago. And saw him there because they would find all the fresh talent and bring them in. So that was the that was a hot place for, uh, you know, that's where Pentagon went. Everybody goes there before they make it big sure. or whatever. So that was the place to go. I saw and uh, met him out there before he made it big. He's doing great. I like to see those guys doing good. No doubt. That's why I like having these coaches on the show. I want them all to do good. I think it's great. Coach, right. Coach Messick came on the show today, first time. Had a good time with him talking about his squad. I think they're I think they're listening to us up there at the Country Kitchen in Stanley Bryant. They could very I, well. I, I think they, they are. They could very well. I think That's, they are. Uh, and, and certainly there are worse places that you could listen to the Rush Hour morning show than the Country Kitchen. Um, actually, I skipped on breakfast this morning. I could probably. How about telling uh, them to bring us something next week? Uh, or, or I tell you what, if 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 if, if uh, or if Coach wins today, listen. If Coach wins today, let's have him back on the show Thursday ahead of the big game at WC Friday. Right, that'll be a showdown. Or how about this? Bring, bring us some. Maybe Coach could come uh, bring us some. Bring us something in studio from the Country Kitchen. Or how about this? Okay, it's getting warmer outside. Uh huh. Springtime's rolling around. Yeah. You know how beautiful Stanley is. Uh huh. Road show. Oh yeah, let's do it. Could you imagine a road show at a place like the Country Kitchen? Oh, yeah. I'll have I'll, I'll rednecks up there just like I am. That'd be great. <laughs> Probably have to get a security detail. Well, I, I think we could. I, okay. know the, I know the chief. He always looks out for me. Okay. See, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Met him over. Met him at the baseball game last year. Right, right. When you needed a security I, detail. I needed some security, yeah. Okay. Could barely okay. get through the crowd. Well, there you go. Yeah, coach had my back. I mean, not coach. I, he may be a coach. I don't know. I know he's the chief. He's the chief of police, that's for sure. Well, he can coach whatever he wants to if he's the he's chief. He's the chief. He knows he wants make to. Make no mistake. Make his own rules. That's what everybody yeah. else does. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they all do when they get to the top, Brian. Make their own rules. <laughs> that's what we do on the show, isn't it? Well, Kind of make our own rules. Look, we've had a lot of folks start to follow the show. The, the, things are starting to build some momentum as we dive through this basketball season. As a matter of fact, I got a message about a possible show idea. Okay. Um, what, this, is it, what does it pay? Well, I like I, that part. I like, the, I like, the right, ca- I like cash and envelope. Part. Right, right now, nothing. But actually had a listener All right. send a message pretty much overnight last night. Okay. 
about the possibility of getting Chris Lang on. Now, right. Chris Lang, of course, played college basketball at the University of North Carolina. He was at, uh, God, what basketball? He was at one of the basketball games last week. I, I've seen him at quite a few. He was at Ashbrook late. last week. The, he was uh, at Ashbrook last week. For the Holbrook-Belmont game. Uh, he was at Belmont last week. Okay. For the um, the Southwest game. Yeah. So, yes. Um, he's got a facility. He's scouting some basketball players. Perhaps. He's got a basketball facility in East Belmont. And so they now have a baseball wing of this workout training facility. And um, from everything that I'm seeing and hearing, it looks fantastic. Maybe worth our while to bring Chris Lang on so he can talk about it a little bit. Um, that's down the line. We'll see how that goes. Um, you know, these... These facilities are really starting to pop out of the woodwork. I mean, obviously, the 704 Sports Academy, you know, has been going now for a little bit. And yeah, that's where my guys are. They're, they're a sponsor on the show, and we're certainly happy to have them on with us. But we've got other places that are starting to pop up, and, and, and they understand. Well, here, here's my thing. Can I say something about that, Brian? Sure. Dude, I'm all for making a buck, and I'm all for helping kids, okay? Here's my thing, all right? If you're baseball guys – then stick in your lane and do baseball, okay? If you're a basketball guy, bring the basketball guys in. I, I just don't like when guys, when people pop up in a town and they open up a facility to help kids, right? Well, you ain't doing it for free. Somebody's got to pay the lights, and I get that. But don't offer something that you can't help the kids in. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anybody is. You get what I'm saying? Don't just say, don't have lacrosse lessons when you – when you got a guy that came spell across giving lessons, <laughs> you know, man, at least make sure you got the right trainers is all I'm saying. Just From, don't forget the E. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't spell it. Lacrosse. Let's see. L E. Nope. Hmm. Remember when they had that little kid on from Stanley tried to stump him on the spelling B? <laughs> you remember that, Brian? I do. Oh, that was rough. Had that kid shaking. <laughs> I thought, thought there was going to trip that kid up, and he pulled one out of his hat, didn't he? And that he did. He, he probably played at the rec center. He might have played for one of the Blue Devils teams. He's tough. He can handle the pressure. All right. Well, speaking of pressure, we're getting to the point in the middle school basketball schedule to where these regular season games take on a different meaning, a little more into it. Uh, today on the schedule, Cramerton is going to take on Bessemer City. WC Friday Belmont, we've already been talking about that matchup. Had Nathan Sherrill on the show earlier. Greer and York Chester are going to hook up with each other today. Holbrook and Stanley will face off against one another. Chavis has the bye today. The final matchup will be Mount Holly and Southwest. The Mount Holly Southwest matchup, while I've got a minute, we talk about Daniel Poole. His girls are 4-1 and one on the girls' side. They are currently in the playoffs, a game ahead of Southwest, okay? This game could go a long, long way in helping determine what happens with Mount Holly. If Daniel Poole's club gets the win today against Southwest, they'll take a two-game advantage over Southwest in the, in the race for the fourth playoff spot, and they would position themselves right there with Bessemer City and Belmont Bessemer City and Belmont right now both have five and one records. Of course, Holbrook, who beat Belmont on Thursday, they have the lead right now. They're currently undefeated, just like Greer at five and zero record. So that'll be a big matchup between Mount Holly and Southwest today. 
You take a look on the boys' side, Greer 5-0 record, Belmont WC Friday at one loss, Belmont 5-1, WC Friday 4-1. And, and then Stanley, who we just talked to, Brandon Messick, 4-2, tied with York Chester. York Chester does currently have the tiebreaker. So if it were to come down to a tiebreaker, that would go in favor of York Chester. However, with so much basketball still left to be played, not really sure how that's going to break down. I know that, as Brandon mentioned, the Stanley Club will wrap up their year against Belmont before they have the final bye of the year. If Stanley gets in, they get a little extra time to practice and prepare for the playoffs because they'll have that final bye of the basketball season. So that should be a very interesting dynamic there. Also, real quick, the Kramer girls in the Big South Conference have already wrapped up the one seed for next week's tournament. Crest will get the one seed, as I mentioned, with Niner Brad earlier if they beat North Gaston on Tuesday, which I would presume is going to happen. So there we go. Well, we're studying something. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I was looking at that website. Dude's got a nice facility. Well, I, I figured so much. I mean, he's been well-traveled in his days in basketball. Chris has done a very good job of, of growing his career and now diving into this. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Really will. Here's another nice facility. Look at this thing right here. Look at that. Yep. 704 Sports Academy. Look how that, nice that place is. That's another one. Absolutely. They, they got hidden cage. They got batting cages everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's it's that time of the year, especially on a day like this, because Corky Franks. You ain't going outside today. Pitchers and catchers. Yeah. Florida and Arizona start showing up Wednesday and Thursday of this week. I'm going to tell you one thing. If I was coaching a middle school baseball team, just saying, hypothetically, if I were coaching hypothetically, a middle school. Hypothetically, if given the opportunity. If given the opportunity, hypothetically, if I was coaching a middle school baseball team, I guarantee we'd be over at the 704 Sports Academy today. I guarantee that if I had to write the check. Because you can't practice outside. And the season's right around the corner. The season's right around the corner. Just it saying. waits for no one. No. That's the beauty of the big game. As soon as it's over, you know we're days away from pitchers and catchers reporting in Florida and Arizona. I can feel it coming. Yeah, who? Zoni. Arizona. Yeah, I thought you said Arizona. No. I thought that's... you took on my personality for no, me. Nope, 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 nope. Arizona. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> That's just west of Albuquerque. Why did Richard Pryor say that one time? He's from Tupelo. Guy said, where's that? He said, near one below. <laughs> uh, that's about the only clean thing he said. Tomorrow, we'll break down what transpired in middle school basketball today. We'll also lead up with some high school basketball tomorrow as we continue the conversations on. It's a great time of the year. It's the crossover season in full effect here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Thank you for tuning in. Glenn Beck is on at 9. God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>